a little bit. You may be seated. I want to share with you uh, this morning one of our distinctives as a church. We're on uh, the sixth one as we've been sharing uh, these distinctives, what it is we value. And by the way, we may not live these perfectly, uh, but it's by the grace of God that we desire to be that and move that way. And so the sixth one is on biblical community. We believe that the local church is a place to practice the one another commands of Jesus. These take place on the Lord's Day gathering, but also through the practice of hospitality. We seek to cultivate a spirit of Christian love, rejoicing, and unity. Saints, we live in a day when... We talk about uh, we're, we're a religious people as a nation. We're spiritual. We're just not very Christian. And everybody does what's right in their own eyes. And religion in our day is, as uh, David Wells say, it, it says it's a Sheilaism or Ralphism. We create a God in our own image and then we worship that God. But To worship the true God, the true living God, to worship Christ Jesus, we need to be instructed in his word, and we need to be built together and knit together, and that takes place in a local assembly. And we believe that every Christian belongs in a local church somewhere. A friend of mine and I were having a discussion several years ago, and they were looking for a church, and they were visiting this church and that church, and they could not find Anybody that measured up. And I said, you got to stop looking at it that way. You need to start looking at the church and say, who needs my gifts? Where can I go and give away my life and become part of that community? And so it is with you and I. God gives us when, we, when he makes us alive and he saves us. He gives to us uniquely individual gifts that are not our own. They're, be, they're to be given to the church, to be used to edify the church, to build one another up. So even as we come today to assemble, we come to be encouraged, to be strengthened, but also to strengthen others. Encourage one another while it's called today. That's one of the one another's. And so, hey, there's, listen, you want to talk about anti-aging medicine? There's two things. One is children, honor your father and mother, and, and adults, honor your father and mother. You'll live long. That's, that's one of the secrets of a long life. Here's another one. I was just reading one of the books on the, the blue zones where people live the longest. And we don't do this, by the way, uh, because this is uh, pragma- pragmatic, okay? But you know one of the things of living a long life? He says, go to church. Because being part of a community, plugged into a community of believers, has huge benefits for our physical health. Not that we, do, we don't do it for that reason, by the way. We do it because God commands it. So here's Ephesians 4, verse 1. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love. Sometimes we have to bear with one another in love. 
endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. And then here's Acts 2.42. They continued steadfastly. This is the first century church. They, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. So what we're doing this morning. In fact, this is the, kind of the order of our service. But we're going to get the apostles' doctrine in, in a few moments. And fellowship. In breaking of bread and in prayers. So as we gather together as an assembly, all of this takes place. In verse 43, then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Uh, all, who be- all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God, having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were, who were being saved. So here we have the picture of coming to the temple. The church assembles on the Lord's day, and we gloriously praise God together. We're equipped. We're, 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 hey, people get saved through the preaching of the gospel. It's primarily through preaching. We build each other up. But then through the week, meeting in house to house, there's fellowship that's occurring. It's in the local church that in in belonging in a local church where we're knit together with a people, an imperfect people, that's where God takes our rough edges off. And it's... if, if you can live your Christianity apart from the local church, you'll be warped in your thinking. As a friend of mine told me years ago, when, when we couldn't find the right church to be part of, and we started doing home church, me and my family, and you know what he said to me? He said, brother, if you keep doing that, you're going to get weird. And I'm going to tell you, you will get weird. I will get weird. You will. We need each other. We must have each other. And see, it's here in the confines of the local church that God commands us to practice the one another's. And, and here's just an impartial list. But we're called to, want, to love one another. We're called to greet one another, to care for one another, to bear one another's burdens, to forgive one another. And in the context of the local church, there are many things. We're always in a process of being forgiven and asking for forgiveness because we offend all of us in many things. Bear with one another, be kind to one another, serve one another, comfort one another, exhort one another, be hospitable one to another, consider one another, have compassion one for another, pray for one another. And by the way, this is why we should not forsake the assembling together. Paul said, as some are in the practice of doing, or the writer of Hebrews, don't forsake the assembly together. And then, lastly, in John 13, 35, and there's a bunch more scriptures in the epistles of John, but he said, John said this, by this, we'll all know that you are my disciples if you have 
love one for another. Do you love the saints? Do you desire to be part of a local church? You know, one of the problems, uh, I'll get off my soapbox this morning, but one of the problems with the whole idea of a mega church. The only reason a church in my mind should be mega is because the spirit of God has fallen on that place and the word of God is so rich that people just flock to it. But people, people can slide in and out and never know anybody. And nobody ever know them. There's no accountability. I don't know about you, but I need accountability. I'd be a disaster by myself. I'm a disaster as it is. But by myself, I would be a real disaster. We need each other. This distinctive is all about you and I doing life together, being a community of believers, being knit together, being built together in love by God. Amen.